0: Alright, so in this week's episode, I want to upload you a talk. It's a live discussion that I just had last week. We talk a lot about career and personal development. So we had two guest speakers and I like it because they are completely opposite. One is going to the traditional career path and the other is just like fully all in YOLO. So it's fun to see how they try to navigate themselves, trying to find the things that they like and the things that they want to do. I think we can all learn something from them, from the way they remain accountable to their choices. I think this is what underlies the reason why they are able to achieve what they achieved today. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the talk and let me know if you have any comments. Okay, so sit back, relax and enjoy. Okay, let's do the introduction a little bit uh, <laughs> one more time. So basically, welcome to this Curious Potato series once more for all the people here, for all the people at home. Stick to uh, it. This is your Curious Potato host, Andreas. I am from Indonesia. I'm 24 years old and I've been in Shanghai for, in China for the last seven years. You know what, <laughs> can we introduce <laughs> our guests right okay. away? Because I want to start asking questions relevant to uh, passion and career. Before we dive into that, let's get to know a little bit more about Will and Joe, starting from Will.
1: Okay, um, uh, quickly, uh, I'm from SEMCOP Industries. Our business is in uh, sustainability uh, solutions. We uh, develop, we invest, and uh, operate uh, renewable energy projects such as wind, solar, Uh, and we have been in China for over 20 years, and uh, I've been in China myself for five years. And before this, I have been in Europe, UK, Germany, and uh, UAE before uh, coming into uh, China. So my first stop to China was in Chongqing, uh, before nice. I came to Shanghai so my, my main role is really in uh, covering uh, the whole China region in terms of joint venture relationships as well as government relations and I still oversee part of the energy business in China Sure, Thank
2: nice. You. so what about you Joe yeah uh, I'm Joe Santiago I'm from the, the Philippines uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur so I've been here in China since uh, 2006 so I'm engaged in a different uh, business in different industries. So from logistics, real estate, global sourcing, tech, mm-hmm. also business consultancy and education. Right, right. So yeah, so it's a really good ride for me until now here in China. I'm learning a lot. It's like a never ending, you know, learning phase. Nice, <laughs> nice.
0: Okay. I think we have an interesting mix today because Philippines, Singapore, Indonesia, <laughs> all foreigners. Um, all ASEAN. Long live Asian. Right. Yeah, all <laughs> Asian <laughs> I just want to ask a little bit, what was the thought behind going to China? Like, why China from Singapore?
1: Or at least for you, you went <coughs> to Europe first and right. then you went to uh, Germany. I've, I've always been following the, uh, the projects mm-hmm. uh, that our company uh, had been developing. So uh, when I was in the UAE, I was uh, actually the UAE was the first time I was learning how to run a business so I, I was running a, a joint venture company uh, managing our uh, Abu Dhabi government uh, partners as well so I was learning about a different culture managing uh, a group of uh, 16 different nationalities in the company so uh, that everyone has a different culture you know uh, and different religion then how do you manage that so uh, I was able to learn uh, or apply a lot of the uh, people management skills a lot of the uh, initiatives to, uh, to, to build teams and so on so I uh, I think for me, that was a great experience. I was there for six years and and I've been doing investment promotion in Europe before that. So so really uh, uh, my my kind of uh, career uh, development has been really from business development, investment promotion, and then running a business. And then to Chongqing, I was running a business as well. But this time around is about, you know, learning how to run a business in China. I, I used to think that I'm a Singaporean, so I'm Chinese. So <laughs> coming to China should not be a problem, but actually it's uh, quite, lot of difference. Uh, It was a culture shock for me initially when I came. So I had to learn about the Chinese culture, how you deal with Chinese businesses, how you deal with Chinese partners. The whole mindset was uh, needed to be changed. Uh, So three years in Chongqing and then now in Shanghai. Uh, Of course, Shanghai is quite an international cosmopolitan city. You can literally uh, survive as uh, speaking English in Shanghai. Whereas uh, that wouldn't have been possible in Chongqing. So I was fortunate to be able to start in Chongqing and really learn, learn it the hard way.
0: Okay.
2: okay. Enjoy. Yeah. So I came to China because of the question, I don't know the reason, like why I don't know, because like, I don't know anyone here. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know the business culture. It's like everything is, I don't know. Right. So for me, I like, uh, challenges. I like to learn new things. So back in those six, I came here, uh, I don't know anyone. Uh, I just met someone like a month before that it's like hey come to china or what you can stay with me it's like i i don't know right so oh, wow. it's a risk i like taking risks uh i like to learn new things when i got here i was like oh i'm in a different world like what we said like you know yeah. culture shock and even though i could say i'm familiar with uh i always say i'm familiar with like the chinese culture but the chinese culture back in the philippines is like totally different from the Chinese culture in in the mainland, right? So everything is like a shock for me. Then after that, I arrived in Guangzhou in 06. And was okay. So a lot of foreigners, uh, I kind of like, you know, adopted easily. But like after six months, I moved to Anhui province. And during that time, it's like uh, in the city where I live, I was like, you know, the only foreigner. Yeah. so the question i don't know is back again yeah and i've learned how to surviving on your own to learning the culture by your own you speak the language you do i that. don't speak the language. that's a, that's a challenge yeah it's a challenge uh language wise then yeah i've learned how to speak chinese on my own yeah then yeah, survive until, until right now I'm still here. So <laughs> I think yeah. I've learned a lot from that. <laughs> I can totally relate
0: to you because I also came to China in 2012 and yeah. I was kind of pushed by my parents. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know what they planned for me. And they just said, you know what, in two months you're, go- you're going to China. It's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and not knowing any single language, not knowing any single word. So yeah, that's something that I think we must all go through. Yeah. Now your job, both of you are pursuing kind of different path. Do you want to tell us a little bit what prompted you to go to this particular path?
1: Okay. Uh, I had a, a chance to interact with uh, some of the audience mm-hmm. here, the live audience here. Uh, each of the different people here in this room uh, are at different crossroads sure. of their life. You know, uh, and some some of you are about to go to university. Some of you have already started and some already in career. Before I went into you know, the career I'm in now, I, I used to think, oh, I was going to be a medical doctor. So, so when I was in JC uh, in the junior college, at, at the time it was like peer pressure. Parents uh, expected me to be a, a doctor. They yep. said, oh, that, that is the, the, the best job to, to, to be in. Uh, but then after, after starting a few months of the, uh, the you know, biology classes, I realized I'm not cut out to be a medical doctor because I just couldn't dissect an animal. Um, then I realized, um, I, you know, I, I had to find uh, my direction, sure. uh, and, and and then I thought, oh, I'll move, I'll go into engineering, and and that's when I I started, uh, you know, moving towards engineering, and really uh, also that that also took some time to find the, the direction, what kind of engineering and so on. Um, I, in fact, I, I I studied in Germany. I, I'm fluent in German. I also came back to Singapore and uh, lectured German language for a few years and when I was lecturing German language it was, uh, you know, how to, how to motivate Singaporeans to learn German language. You know, the mm-hmm. first question they asked me is that why do I have to learn German? You know, uh, they prefer to learn Japanese, learn French, it's more romantic the you know, language. Mm-hmm. So, German is a very hard and uh, harsh language. So, so, so I think of ways to, uh, to motivate students and, uh, so I thought of, oh, maybe I, I'll, I'll do that through online uh, games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we created online games to, uh, Motivate or interest the students. Uh, I brought in German music uh, and I used, using music to 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 get them interested in the language. You know, so so there there were such things. And I think one of the, the project that we did was we, uh, we 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 did a musical in German. So uh, and then we, we we staged that musical uh, mm. and 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 that, that got people, you know, kind of the, the youngsters more hyped up and you know excited and to think that actually the, the language can be fun as well uh, mm. to learn. So so I think that was my contribution as a lecturer in promoting the German language culture at that time. And you're doing this in your spare time, right? When you're Uh, studying and when you're also uh, eventually working. That's right. That's right. And and talking about hobby, uh, uh, I think when I was in my uh, junior college days, or not in my secondary school days, I started to find, realised I had a passion for writing scripts. Mm. So uh, I wrote many uh, stage plays and did that in Chinese. Uh, I came from an English school uh, and Being able to write a play in Chinese was seen as I was probably uh, viewed or considered like an X-men of the English school because um, everyone failed in Chinese, (laughs) you know, uh, Chinese was not important to them Uh, but I was doing very well in Chinese, I was promoting the Chinese culture, promoting the language, I uh, wrote Chinese plays, I got uh, my fellow students to come and act in the play I had the fortune to be able to know some people who are in, in the drama society, sure. and, you know, and that got me you know interested in right. yeah.
0: So he's actually using his spare time to channel his interests and channel his hobby to do what he likes even though he's also doing your career and all your profession eventually. What
2: about you, Joe? Uh, for me, uh, like going this path, I always consider myself as like the the black sheep or mm-hmm. the the rebel in the in the family. Why? Why I say that? Because it's like I want to pursue what I want. I want to learn my own. Uh, I want to prove something or to start my own legacy. I'm going to live like with the legacy of the family, or gonna follow their footsteps. It's like you know you're still overshadowed by, uh, we could say your family name or your uh, family background. So I want to start my own. So that's why like uh, I moved into this. This is more like the the easiest exit. Because they can say, okay, so from father's side, they're like engineering, my mother's side uh, also different. So if I go, let's say I go to finance, I go to oh, other industry, it's like, okay, I, I can't do it, you know, I can't do it. It's just like being a rebel, I have to, uh, or a black sheep, <laughs> to say I'm black sheep. It's like, uh, I need to uh, secure also the future of myself or my family, right? so that's why i said like okay some some of my friends said oh, hey you have good uh, uh talent in marketing you have like many ideas and i said like i don't know about that and then yeah uh later on i pursued uh, a career in business uh got a business uh, degree course and also education because i, I want to learn something different as well mm-hmm. that that made me like decide to pursue this career like a business yeah being a rebel or being a black flagship Mm-hmm. Totally different,
0: And it's also because you're quite someone who loves to take risks, you just go yes. into <laughs> something that's foreign. That's right. But what was uh, the thing that you really wanted to pursue when you come here? Was it really nothing, like nada? Uh,
2: well, you know, uh, since I was young until like in uh, high school, uh, a lot of uh, stuff is like keeps up like, in my mind. Like, okay, that time, okay, I want to be a nurse or I want to be a doctor. I want to be a priest. I want to be a priest. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to be like whatever, right? Because I'm thinking, okay, I want career and I want money. So between career and money, you have to weigh it in. Oh, like what if this career uh, you pursue this, it's only happiness, but you know, it's sacrifice because you don't earn it much. But what if you pursue this career? There's a lot of money, but you're not happy, right? So mm-hmm. it's also going to give you a lot of stress or give you a lot of a... Uh, problems which it will also affect the long-term plan, right? Correct. Right. So, unlike you pursue your own career, that uh, you decided by yourself, you're not gonna regret anything. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna regret. It's like you're going to uh, always find ways on how to turn around things.
0: Okay, okay. Interesting that you
1: talk about money, like for you Will, was money ever a factor in your decision when choosing your career? Um, I think it was. Uh, w- at one point i was thinking oh should i go into the uh, arts stream mm-hmm. uh that means uh you know i was i had i started this thing about you know writing plays and so on mm-hmm. i was thinking oh could i make it into a career uh and i was into music as well i, I joined the uh Sing Yao. you know i don't really know you know singhyao in singapore um you know and, and at a at time it was uh, the the hit thing uh, in Singapore, everyone uh, you know loves singing. And I thought that uh, I was, I, I had friends who were in this circle. And I thought maybe this is something that I could develop myself in, into. But then, um, but you, you you kind of reality strikes, and then uh, uh, then you realize that you know to to make that into a career, how many people can be really successful hmm. in that uh, performing arts stream. Uh, maybe you can have only one or two uh, big names, uh, but then the rest there are people, a lot of them are surviving artists uh, struggling as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And Singapore is such a small market. Uh, I, I was then offered scholarship to 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 studies overseas and and then I, I, after after a long thought I, I went for the scholarship and then developed my engineering career. Um, but I think in short, what I'm trying to say is that you know uh, even though you have a passion or interest, uh, you can still you can still keep it alive. You know, you don't really need to let it uh, die. In many ways, somehow, if it's a passion, if it's an interest to you, uh, even though you are pursuing your career in a different path, a different direction, you can still keep, keep this interest and hobby or, or, or passion uh, going. You know, uh, just for example, uh, when, I, when I was studying uh, in Labra, in, in, in a university in the UK, I came across, uh, I said, oh, the UK campus has a radio station. So a campus radio station, wow, it's a big thing, you know. And then they, and then they had only uh, English radio programs. So one day I thought I'll go in and speak to a station manager. So I spoke to him, I said, uh, do you have a Asian program uh, in your station? He mm. said, no, uh, it's only English program. So I said, oh, would you like to try uh, having an Asian program since there are so many Asian students in the campus, you know, that you can cater to those students. Um, and, and I convinced him, and he gave me a time slot that was uh, 11 pm to 12 midnight <laughs> <laughs> 12. <laughs> yeah. wow. so so uh, uh, so I, I said okay uh, I'll, I'll take it you know i'll take it so i i did the 11 pm to 12 midnight uh, program I, I i started as a like a radio host so i had my own talk show uh and and i had uh, you know we played music uh, of different genre and uh, and, and then really uh, talking about news from Singapore news from Asia what are the uh, the things that Asian students should take note of you know studying in uk etc and then um, and then you know the audience started building up and then after about a few months time uh, you know i I was moved uh, in, in terms of time slot uh, from 11 to 12 uh, down to 10 p.m to 11 p.m so I moved one hour earlier, So, so I, I, and I managed to recruit uh, other radio hosts as well, uh, so, so we, we, we started to build a team. So what I'm saying is that, you know, if you have a passion for arts or whatever uh, kind of sports, you know, you, you can always still uh, continue. Uh, if you if you are just on the lookout, keep your ears and eyes mm-hmm. open, uh, and when such opportunities come, uh, you know, just grab it and, and you can still do something with, uh, mm-hmm. with your passion or your interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to be either one or the other. Mm. So you, you can always find a balance between the two. So so I, I I I have this passion, but I never let it die over the years. And and then subsequently, uh, you know, we are also uh, kind of planning uh, a musical, uh, mm. you know, uh, you know, in, in the making. So uh, this is something that is like running in parallel. Oh, cool. Yeah. So 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 these are things that we we can still do. Mm. Yeah. So Will is someone who does things in parallel,
0: but for Joe, the black sheep who went all in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was there ever yeah. any thought like, did you ever feel like uh, the, the decision that you made might not lead you to the most optimum result? And you said about, I'm sure I can always turn around
2: some money, but... Uh, but turn, <laughs> turn, so, yeah, yeah. turn around yeah. things, turn around things. Turn around things,
0: yeah To survive in China, to, to survive your passion.
2: Uh, well, for me, like, uh I might look like you know uh, a compulsive decision maker, kind of yeah. like that, right? But actually, uh, before I decide something, I always plan out from A to Z. Oh, like right. I always put in like situation. Let's say, for example, this is gonna be uh, what I'm gonna do. So I'm always also already looking like for options. This is what's going to happen. Okay, so this is the result. This is what's going to happen with the result. This is gonna be the problem. So I need to find a solution. So I'm gonna go for like plan B, then plan B up to plan Z, then until I could get like a, a right momentum, that I will just only have this uh, minimal, we could say problem or st- things that, you know, uh, it's gonna be easy to solve and that, you know, you can proceed. Yeah, so... Yeah, See, I might yeah, look like
1: an- the, Analyze. Analyze yeah, analyze, yeah, I analyze quite hmm. a lot. does it take you a long time to come to a decision?
2: Uh, it depends. Before, yes, I could say because, you know, Uh, something like you know you're still looking for path but Mm -hmm. i think with uh, the experience sometimes you know you learn from that after that you know just apply because uh for me like i always uh ask for problems so that i could like think for a lot of solutions Mm -hmm. i'm more of like a solution oriented instead of like you know being like a stress oriented (laughs)
0: that's good that's a good mindset Mm -hmm. what about you will did you have like any plans in mind like a
1: blueprint when you venture to your career um I, I always feel that you should follow your heart yes um mm-hmm. there's never a, uh, a fixed formula of uh, how life should should be and how mm-hmm. it should be map, mapped out and um you know as, as long as uh, in whatever career you do whatever job you pick uh, first of all you must be happy doing that you know if it's something that you dread doing uh, and you really hate to go to work every morning uh, then then probably that is not the right job to be in yeah, but uh, you, you must enjoy what you're doing uh, like I, I'm enjoying what I'm doing Even though it's not the kind of arts or performing arts industry that I'm in But I, I, I kind of found my way, um, I found my niche in this particular career uh, I think every one of you uh, should always look for your own niche uh, sure. where, where your strengths are, you know, um, and then make use of leverage on those strengths if you have still not found out what where your strengths are then maybe it's something that you can develop mm-hmm. you know uh, I, I also learned along the way uh, how to you know my career has changed uh, over the years but as my career changed uh, I had to learn I had to learn a lot of new things yes. uh, and, and you have to have a mindset to always want to learn because if you, if you feel that oh learning is so tough so boring it's mm-hmm. tiring then you will always stay stagnant at a sure. particular stage in your career. Mm-hmm. But if you tell yourself, um, okay, I'm prepared to learn, I'm prepared to take on challenges, then you'll move in, in that career. I love that. I love uh, that. So, so uh, you know, always have a mindset that be prepared to learn new new things. Um, mm-hmm. And and that is uh, something that has taught me. Uh, mm-hmm. And by learning new things, you will discover, okay, uh, okay, maybe uh, after learning this new thing, you say, that, hey, actually, this is good for me. Uh, I actually enjoy doing it. Uh, then you can progress further. But if you don't learn, you never know right? Uh, right. whether this this is good for you or something that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I, I think uh, simply follow your heart, uh, ask yourself, what does your heart tell you to do? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. But I'm curious though, like when you said about
0: being happy, since it's safe to say that you were happier with your arts, um, but then you still managed to select your, the, the more sensible career path at that time. Mm-hmm. So if you were to say, if you were to rank, how happy were you with both of them? Are you equally happy with both? When? At what point in time When when, in you, when you had to choose for the scholarship, for the more technical skill instead of the more art skill? Because you did mention you actually wanted to pursue these arts, but then Singapore was such a small city. You, said, you saw, at least you foresee less potential in it, which then you said, okay, I should just go with the more logical decision mm. so but how happy
1: were you with, with this too with I, I, I was happy i was happy with the uh the, 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 the sustainability path, the, and energy the, the, oh no the, at the time oh. uh, i wasn't in that business yet. Okay. Huh. yeah so so it's really about the studies you know between uh scholarship studies pursuing your studies and uh, exploring your hobby or your love for performing arts um i think at the time uh, it was a wise decision to make uh, that i I, I developed myself uh, in, in that, you know, in, in that area, because um, you know by developing myself in that area, I uh, it also uh, helps strengthen your character. Uh, it builds confidence as well. So you know by by, by going overseas to study, uh, those of you who have studied overseas, you realize that uh, you have learned a lot uh, on being independent, uh, to know how to take care of yourself, and uh, um, you know how to uh, how to work with uh, foreign. Uh, foreign cultures, mm-hmm. how to work with foreign uh, classmates, uh, how how to uh, be able to manage projects on your own. So it, it taught you how to be independent. Um, so so I think that was a different lesson that we, we needed to go through. Sure. Uh, I'm glad I actually went through that because it helped strengthen my own sure. foundation mm-hmm.
0: uh, rather than at,
1: at that early stage, you know, jump into performing arts uh, when, uh, you know, I, I would have missed out a lot in, in terms of building my own you know, basic ah. skills or so basic Foundation. basic foundations. I think that right. was important, yeah.
0: So Joe, you said you had to make some adaptations when you uh, came to China, yeah. and then you also had all those plans <laughs> listed out. You wanna share us the story, like, I'm pretty sure some of them went south, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure, uh, a lot of them, like, uh, not a lot, but we could say, sometimes, you know, you have to scrap some idea, you have to scrap some business, you have to scrap some, you know, like, projects because cool uh those things were just like we said like if it's like you're traveling those are like excess baggage that you Mm -hmm. know you have to leave because you can't bring them on but uh well with we could say realization realization uh experience uh i've learned a lot from this experience uh, back in 06 when i was in guangzhou then i went to Fujian, and uh i left my wallet in guangzhou Mm -hmm. i have my ticket that time my phone was broken and then when I arrived in uh, Fujian, uh, that's what, what was this, like, uh, it wasn't like a Chuanzhou. I got scammed. You got so scammed. this company that uh, I applied—I mean, I applied for this company—it was like a bogus company. Mm-hmm. So I went there overnight. Uh, I arrived there. No one picked me up. And then after that, you know, I charged my phone. I called this uh, HR who recruited me, and she was like, "No, you're not the Joe that we're you know we're looking for. We're what? waiting for <laughs> uh, a white Joe." And I was like. What? okay so why did you make a mistake like you know you sent me a, <laughs> an email it was we know it was a mistake so after that they just left they left me hanging there at the bus station i only have that time like less than 100 RMB and mm-hmm. my friends i called them they cannot send me money because i don't have a bank card <laughs> i just arrived in china wow. so i told myself if i could uh, survive this then I'm going to stay. So I oh. hitchhike, literally like hitchhike, you know, like on the road, or like yeah. from Chuangzhou to Guangzhou. Right. So I did it for about 16 hours. It's like bus to bus. I don't know where to go as long that my direction, I had this small compass. It's like, just going to go west. Mm. That's it. <laughs> so after that, uh, I arrived in Guangzhou uh, after a few months stay there I was like staying there I continued my uh some small trading I had Bell's palsy so half of my face get paralyzed and I have no one I don't know anyone so I was at the hospital and then I said okay so my five-year uh plan now will go to like 10 years or another 20 years because I survived the worst that happened to me, right?
0: Yeah.
2: And then right now I'm still here. Uh, I'm already familiar. I'm also sharing some, this experience to like others, you know, usually uh, they are here. They always complain, oh yeah, this, I am having a problem. I can't survive. And I said, what you're having right now is nothing to what I've experienced. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Just imagine you went to like in the middle of the mountain, you don't know anyone, no one speaks Mandarin. They only speak like a dialect of uh, uh, Minahua, right? Like okay, like a dialect of the dialect, and they can't. As if Mandarin is not hard enough. Yeah. So when when I went there, I literally like you know I said, okay, how can I survive? How can I go back to Guangzhou with only this kind of money? Mm -hmm. You know, because I left, I left my money, I left my wallet in Guangzhou, Mm -hmm. and then yeah, hitchhike. You know, who could do hitchhiking in China? You think it's safe, right? It's yeah. back in 06. <laughs> so it
0: sounds like you have a pretty rough start. I mean, you have this Chinese dream going to China, thought your life will be figured out, but then, boom, you had experienced that. Yeah. Where was the turning point? When did you start finding your own self in China and starting to build what you have built today?
2: When I was in Ahui. Yeah, when I was in Ahui, so I worked for this company. Uh, I'm not going to say the, 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 the name of the sure, company because sure. it's like sure. an ad.
1: You know? No
2: problem. So, <laughs> so I worked for this uh, big company the turning point was there where I was like working as a service uh, director, kind of like consultant, right? So to work there and later on, they moved me to PR. I see. So why did they move me to PR? Because I'm the only one in the company who can drink with the government officials or what. Can so drink, okay. Businesses, so we drink like, you know, by joke. <laughs> you know about that. Right? Yeah, that's right. So, so,
1: so you pushed you up push to, to do the drinking?
2: Yeah, so I was even uh, told by my boss, like, if you go to the office, I'm going to fire you. You shouldn't go out and drink with them. Right? Wow. <laughs> so, so, it was like that. And almost every night, yeah, where I'm out, it's like the PR job. I always love it. Yeah, yeah. Until like, you know, you, uh, met this experienced people, like high-ranking people, you learn from them uh, because, you know, in drinking, it's not like you're sharing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you learn and I said like, if they can do it, I can do it. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? The only advantage is like, I'm a foreigner, I can speak Chinese or what, but no, what the hell, I, I can do this. Kind <laughs> of like that, right? I see, I see. What,
1: what was your passion at the time when you came to China?
2: Actually, that time, like, I don't know. I'm still still searching for. Yeah, I'm still searching. Mm, I'm still searching for the the right path. I already have plans, but I don't have
1: Mm. any concrete plans. I I think think for for me, uh, the the passion has always been, you know, uh, it's never died, which is the the love for music, for arts, for Mm. for drama. Mm -hmm. Uh, So every time I had a chance, uh, you know, even in my current job, had a chance to bring in music or drama. <laughs> yes. I, I, I would, I would do, do it. You know, even as a form of, uh 企業文化, mm. you know, corporate culture. You know, right. uh, I, I think uh, that's where you can be creative and, and yeah, bring that in. That's right. uh, so, so uh, what I'm saying is, in short, is that you know your your passion doesn't need to die. Right. So, so right. At, at whatever job you're doing, uh, as long as you are on the lookout mm-hmm. uh, and as long as you, uh, you your, your job allows you to, uh, then you will always be to. And
0: I like what Joe does, or at least what Joe did, when he wasn't quite sure about what he's supposed to be doing, he networks. And because he wants to find more knowledge from other people. I'm not necessarily advocating you to drink by Joe, but <laughs> what he's doing there, he's actually talking to people that has or that have more knowledge. And then that eventually helped him, I think, to gain more clarity about what he wants to do in China,
2: right? Uh, yes, uh, especially with the, the business culture. You know, uh, we could say the most important in doing uh business here, we mm-hmm. can say the the Guanxi culture. Guanxi, yeah, yeah, the guanxi culture. So uh Guanxi is really important. Correct. Uh it's not only in China actually, it's it's anywhere in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but in here, uh once you have that kind of we could say network, everything will be smooth. You can be successful, right? I'm gonna say like 100 percent successful, but you could uh, network, you could learn something. So it could also be like a turning point of your, you know, like career or business or what. Mm-hmm.
0: There wasn't any doubt at all at that time right, about what you're doing. Of
2: course, you, you, you have doubt, but you, you don't need to show that. Mm-hmm. You just need to be confident. You know, it's like you cannot say, come what may, what's going to happen, right? You're going to say, come what may, but you have to analyze everything. You have to dissect the situation, right? Why am I here? Why I'm drinking with these guys? Why I'm visiting this factory? Why I'm learning from them? It's not because you want to, to take advantage, but it's because it's important. I think it's just humility that you,
0: you yeah. show that you Want to learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find some uh, common thread here. So, even if you're an entrepreneur, so I feel like nowadays a lot of people see that entrepreneur is like the cool thing right now. And, oh, that's my passion. I want to become an entrepreneur. But actually, Joe also started as someone who worked first, right? You said you were in this company and eventually you learned from there and then was able to transition yeah. to that.
2: So, an entrepreneur, then uh, the corporate, uh, those, uh, yeah. Work also in the corporate then back to being an entrepreneur after that, sometimes, you know, you need to have like uh, an exit strategy, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, building a company, is not about like, okay, in the next three years, I'm going to get IPO or I'm going to get big, right? No. You need to have like an exit strategy, not only for your company, but also for yourself. Right. Right. That, okay. What if this business uh, is not going to work? What if right now it's just, you know, so like business is like hunting season, right? Correct. There's like off season, there's like on season. Correct. So what are you going to do if you're like, if it's off season, how can you get like some income? I see. So it's either you can go into a different product or something that uh, could
1: like, you know, sustain your business, right? Sure, sure, sure. But you have a lot of uh, big responsibility yes. to um, mm-hmm. ensure, the, uh, ensure that your staff being paid, as being well. paid as well. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, so I mean that that is also the uh, uh, some of the burdens that are being true to So I think you went through uh, the hard way. And hard the way, things, the easy way. But, uh, <laughs> no, no regrets. Uh, there's yeah, no no regrets. Uh, yeah. I have no regrets. Okay.
2: Also, one thing. This is interesting, right? I'm already an entrepreneur. I have like a really good business, but for me, my knowledge is not enough. Uh, so for me, learning is really important, right? Uh, I really don't believe believe in like you know learning from books or or learning from watching something, right? Uh, am I doing? I'm more of like learning by doing, and uh, this will work for me. But I don't know if it's going to work with, with others. It's it's different, mm-hmm. right? It's different. Uh, it's different on uh, how you're learning things. So it's like, let's say, oh, I have a business. So people ask me, why are you still working for this company? Why did you apply for this company? And I said, it's not because uh, my business is pretty bad because I'm learning from this company. This company is huge. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we could say, uh, getting leverage, <laughs> Yeah. right? Learning something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I work in this big company in Shanghai. I have my business, uh, they asked me like, you're learned, you have like a very uh, small salary in this uh, company, but you have a business. Why did you accept? You have a business already. Why did you accept this small salary? And I said, it's not about the salary here. What I'm learning from here is higher than what they're offering me.
0: I like that saying. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, that. Uh, like Will said, don't stop learning, right? Yeah. <laughs> correct, correct, yeah. I, I think in, in uh, all our careers, uh, one of the biggest challenges uh, people, uh, working with people, uh, mm-hmm. dealing with people, my past career uh, I've had a horrible boss mm-hmm. I've gone through You know I think every one of us At some stage in life Will meet a horrible boss <laughs> And And And, and, <laughs> and you have uh, it, it's, it's sometimes a blessing If you are able to meet someone Who is like a mentor to you yeah. A boss who actually uh, Nurtures you But then you can You know If you meet a boss Who is uh, horrible And doesn't help you In terms of your, your career uh, Then how do you deal with it You mm-hmm. know, something that we We have to learn uh, Sometimes mm-hmm. through the hard way then mm. uh, you also have uh, colleagues that you don't get along with. How do you work with colleagues, uh, you know, who, who just sure. don't, yeah. uh, you're yes. not able to cooperate. Sure. You know? So okay. I think in, at different stages in life, we will come across such problems. Sure. But again, uh, you know, it's, it's about learning how to apply different skills to manage those problems. Correct. Uh, um, it, but it actually strengthens our character as well through yeah. this. Puts you through a very tough time. How, how do I deal with uh, you know really uh, very very difficult problems at work and then be able to come out if you are able to come out of it uh, and and uh, you know at least solve the problem like what Joe says you know you actually learn something along learn the way, along yeah, way. and sure. then you can apply it later on so yeah. then you realize hey later on if a problem like this comes along it doesn't stumble you anymore uh, sure. you know you're you able to deal with it uh, yeah, you're yeah. able to yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, manage yeah. it mm-hmm. much easier I mean uh, you've gone through like you know the valley uh, and yeah you know, i think that's the, the bottom bottomest part of the value very- especially uh, what you said
2: earlier like people's <laughs> management yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, you have had your, uh, your <laughs> yes, course, of course. it's either it's either you're gonna get like a worst boss hmm. or you're going to get like a worst employee
0: yeah
2: and it's better to, sometimes like for me it's better to get like a worst boss because you know you can get by it right yeah. but if you get like a worst employee and hmm. then you can't fire them so you're going to still finish it up. You get more job, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> then you do the job of your employee. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so
0: I'm curious about you, actually. We talked about being a boss, being an employee. Uh, I had a chance to talk with you previously, and then I was able to know that he eventually climbed up the corporate ladder uh, into becoming an executive management director in the UAE company. But even then, he was still able to do what he likes. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, we thought like, i like to do this but then, if I keep being in my job, I won't have time. So, like, we never have time. But I want to know from someone who is actually managing a
1: whole huge team. How do you find time to do what you like? Um, I, I somehow, uh, I don't know. I was maybe, maybe I. It's just my my, my style. I I'm I'm always you know quite creative with things. You know, when I was in UAE, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm actually into sports. Uh, the other passion of mine is also sports. In know, UAE, uh, we we had different nationalities, different teams. You have, the Emiratis, you have uh, Indians, Bangladeshi, you have uh, Filipinos mm. as well, Singaporeans, Chinese. Uh, then it's about how you bring people together. So there's uh, we we have this thing, uh, you know, like a, a monthly uh, breakfast session. Mm-hmm. So 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 I then thought, okay, I, I enjoy sports. So how do I get my uh, all the staff to come together? Uh, you know, to bring the team together and do mm-hmm. sports. So I, I then organized during one of the monthly breakfast meeting. Before our breakfast, we got everyone together and did body combat. Okay. <laughs> Wait, after breakfast, body combat? No, no, before breakfast. Oh, before 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 breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> yeah, so, so everyone came in the uh, sports out- outfit, you know, and then we did the body combat. I, I actually designed that, you know, the movement uh, with the music. And then I, I, mm. I kind of uh, let the whole team of maybe at the time about 50 staff you know, in the big hall, and then we did body combat together. Mm. Uh, so, so again, you know, it's like it's an example of how you bring something that you like and enjoy, and and get your team to, to integration. To, yeah, to, to do it. To do it. So, um, so it's not always uh, about boring routine things. Uh, if you are creative enough to think about ways I can bring some of your interest and passion in, into into the workplace, mm-hmm. so um, that would be fantastic if you can do that. Yeah. I think that's even truer for you, right? Especially as an entrepreneur,
0: they say that mm. entrepreneur works 24 hours.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, pretty much that's true. Uh, for example, some of the uh, stuff that I like is, of course I like sports, right? So for me, like, I always take, find some leverage on how to combine it business and also my my interest. Correct. Yeah. So for sports, I say basketball team, I join a basketball team, but I also put some business in that because I ask some clients or me to sponsor the team, <laughs> so right? So you get like ads. Uh, I like to travel. So on my business trips, besides only on doing like meetings or doing factory, I always like a lot one or two days to, you know, like go around, especially if like the place is new for me. Mm-hmm. And the most interesting part is like, I like to, to go out. I like to uh, socialize. I like to network. Mm-hmm. So before uh, I was like, spending a lot uh, and going out you know uh, you, you go to a coffee shop you like you drink you get like a restaurant and i said how could i find like leverage in this how could i earn while i'm enjoying Correct. so i opened up a bar a bar and restaurant <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> bar, that's my. Account. i opened up a bar and restaurant so you all your free drinks you have all your bars yes, i got <laughs> all my free drinks i got all my free food <laughs> my friends uh, are coming over so i go there uh, no one's calling me right. like at home or what? Right, like, right, where right, are right. you so I'm like yeah I'm still running my business right. I'm enjoying in my business right mm-hmm. that's my passion right right so it's all about uh, timing it's all about uh, how you can leverage on some stuff sure so uh, let's say for 2019 I was in the Philippines you know uh, I brought in some investment, though, also from offshore okay. Uh, uh, okay. energy. Uh, offshore wind? Yeah, yeah offshore wind, wind. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we went there, uh-huh. but that business trip, it's also really good because you learn new things. I have no idea about offshore energy or what, but because I help facilitate uh, this company, talking to another company
0: mm-hmm.
2: while just listening, you know, you learn something. Oh yeah, this is how it works. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's a never-ending, yes. yeah. A passion, and we can say business to get to put it together. Integration, that's
1: integration. Yeah.
0: Okay, so yes. I think we're gonna be moving to q soon, but I just have one last question for them. Now that you have gone through all of these experience, and you have obviously this whole new paradigm about passion mm-hmm. and also career. But at the same time we know nowadays the job market has changed and especially how you channel your passion for example we have social media we also have you know tiktok youtuber and i'm just curious if you ever have a you have kids right now right and if they said daddy i don't want to go to school i just want to be a TikToker. I just want to become a YouTuber. I just want to do my thing. Maybe they're into tech. I just want to make a company. Jojo jo was hoping that you, you wouldn't raise this
1: uh, would, you
0: su- would you support if, if you, uh, their kids are watching? This is your time.
1: Okay. I <laughs> uh, was going to go first. Uh, can go first. Oh, I go first. I think I answered this question last week. Um, if my, my girls uh, do ask me, uh, you know, uh, say that I want to be a performing artist or, or mm-hmm. I want to, do something that is artistic, uh, uh, creative, I say go for it, you know, mm. I would say go for it, uh, I, because I think, I mean children, you need to give them the space to explore, mm-hmm. The first year at the university, uh, you, you, you give them the room to explore, uh, because you, you, you don't really know where, where your interest is, so um, if you can try it out, uh, and it doesn't work, then she can, you know, come back to the mainstream or whatever, you know, so I, I wouldn't stop this creativity. That comes from you who actually prioritise your career yeah, first. Yeah, because, yeah, I think time has changed. Correct. I, I think during my time, uh, it was a bit more conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, the, the options were also quite limited. Uh, whereas nowadays, uh, you know, with social media, with uh, the whole entertainment uh, industry, the scene, uh, the music scene, it, it, is, uh, it has opened up a lot of uh, avenues. Whereas at, at during our time is it's like very limited channels. I see. Yeah. So the channels have opened up and I think for the youngsters today, if they want to try something creative, uh, they may be able to find be able to find a, a niche of their own. I see. Yeah. So so I think we should give them a chance to develop their own. Are you niche. also on the same page, John? Sure.
2: Uh well, it's a totally different thing because like for me, like I told you it was like the black sheep so that
1: you, you were the black yeah, sheep I was, uh, yeah i
2: was yeah i have the black sheep so it's like uh that frustration in my family before let's say my, my siblings right? Like, so i'm the only one who is not an engineer so uh, my father's an engineer my three brothers uh they're engineer so i'm the, I'm the only one who's like you know really didn't follow not, the, not an engineer not, yeah not an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> so my kids it's like uh it's building their interest correct right it's building their interest but uh, and one of the rules that I set for them, when they are 18, they're out of the house. So I want them to survive on their own. If they need help, of course, I will help. But I want them to, you know, explore on their own. Sure. So my eldest son, uh, he's 14 right now. Uh, since he was 12 or 13, uh, he started his own business. So he, he did like some online business. Mm, that's cool. uh, his passion, one of his passion is uh, cooking. So he opened up a small catering company which you know he could uh, sell online he's doing some each of 13 yeah wow just <laughs> joining some runs, events runs in the family huh? yeah just <laughs> joining some events uh get some booths and like you know sell up the food mm-hmm. and then actually the bar and resto that i opened it was his i'm just his employee, <laughs> oh, really? Right yes. Wow. Yeah. That's so. But because he cannot do the business, right? Because it's
0: crazy. He's still age. I can't believe I go to a bar and the cook is 12 <laughs> years old. What? Yeah, uh,
2: a lot. Uh, we have like let say a hot seller, right? So people they, they really like it. They are
1: lining up for his food. Right, right. So you're just keeping an eye on the business until he's uh, until he's his, the, right uh, age. the right age. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Sure. So Come yeah. On. So he could he's earning. Yeah, his That's earning uh, already. So on I his hope age. you
1: you pay him dividends as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's his pain. <laughs> he's, he's just feeling the process. Yes. Like daddy money. Yeah, but no, no uh,
2: But we tell the the customers. Yeah, it's a uh, this recipe. The one who oh, wow. uh, who made this idea is like a thirteen year old kid. So, oh yeah, we love it. We want to support. So you know, it's a, it's a good marketing strategy. Yeah, people support him. I think one day if you guys tune in to Master (laughs) Chef,
0: and then there's a chef with Santiago, that's (laughs) your kid,
1: right? (laughs) So, so you would you will let your kid develop their interest?
2: Yeah, uh, Mm -hmm. right now before we have to get an IE, but I'm so happy with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the one cooking. He's the one cooking uh, at home, uh, doing groceries. The other kid was like. So, nice. well, it's so it's like, mm-hmm. you no, know, it's up to you. It's up to them. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just give daddy money. <laughs> just give, just give me the so
1: you got a free chef as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I think this is the time to give the floor to our participants here and also at home. Yeah. But I think we have completed like quite a very comprehensive talk about you know career and passion today we learn from will how to integrate right how he can manage to still do what he thinks can make sense for him but at the same time he also pursues his hobby and his passion to lead in the performance and arts and he was able to in fact leverage his people when he climbed uh, higher and to basically as as i said integrate all of those into his uh, life. And about Joe, he's taking some risks, but at the same time, I see that he's actually being accountable. So a lot of us, we have this decision, we have this mindset, oh, I want to pursue this, but are you actually willing to be accountable for your decision? What if you fail? And then what would you do? So having this tenacity, having this discipline, like even if I fail, I'm just going to stick with this decision. Even if I hit rock bottom, then I'm just still going to believe in myself because There's no way, no other way than to go up, I guess, right? And how many of us have this attitude, right? Going to China, we thought everything would be successful, but then boom, you hit rock bottom. So I think this kind of mindset is definitely going to help us to uh, be able to pursue our passion. And two other stuff that I picked up from them that I really love is, again, back on the topic of on the on the Paijo stuff <laughs> i would say the baijiu phenomenon right <laughs> uh, it's it's just how you build networks so a lot of us today maybe for us, some people here they're already at a later stage of life but for us the younger potatoes we don't know anything okay <laughs> we, we'd like to think we know a lot but actually we don't know nothing so what is important is you can uh, connect with people who have this idea and knowledge Treat them to a dinner, treat them to a coffee, treat them to alcohol if you're a good drinker. And that's how you gain some <laughs> lifelong information that's very rich, right? Yeah. Yeah. you have
1: a question Yeah, I think no, they a, question. Have a question. Okay, just
0: take a look. So basically, if you could say something to your younger self, what would it be? The Joe before self? China and then the Will before taking the
1: scholarship. That's a good note to, to end as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, gonna uh, tell my younger self, be the black sheep. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, but
0: you did great. <laughs> great job. <laughs> nice choice. Well, uh, maybe is there any or maybe we can phrase it this way: is there anything that you would want to do different in in your younger
2: self? Maybe, yeah. But you know. It, it's it's difficult, you know, it's because you're already familiar with your path right now. I see, I so, see. So, you know, you have your certain goals right now that we can say you're already close in achieving that, mm-hmm. right? So if you go back, probably we can say re-strategize cool. to make it like, or to to find like a shortcut. <laughs> I think for Joy, it's more like, you know what,
0: just hang on there, right? Just You'll make on. it anywhere, right? <laughs> what about you guys? i
1: just leave uh, um, three Cs. C. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh the, the first c is uh, to always uh, stay curious curious yeah I think curious cu- curious, right? curious
2: also, is yeah, curious yeah. <laughs> so stay
1: curious uh always uh be pre- uh, be prepared to learn learn new things yeah. stay curious and uh, second c is uh be courageous be courageous uh, courageous meaning that don't be afraid of challenges be prepared to take on uh, tough mm-hmm. stuff there, there were times in my career where I, I was take, I, would, I took over a particular Task and uh, I said, oh God, how am I going to survive this? Every every day I was kind of like praying that uh, I, I'm able to overcome. So next day, you know, all the problems and so on, you know. So uh, so be prepared, but because you will learn something along the way. Okay, that's the second C, and the third C is uh, remain committed. Whatever things that you have decided to do, stay committed because uh, whether it's your passion, whether it's your career, uh, just remain committed. So, I think uh, these are the three C's uh, curious, courageous, committed. committed. Yeah. So, I, this is what I want to leave.
0: Courageous is not just about what you try to do, but also the courageous to ask questions. Because I think many have these questions, but you feel like you want to solve the problem yourself. You know, you search, try to do internal searching. Today, there are many mentors like Will, you know, who are very. Willing. Willing to share With the youth today So I would suggest That you know As a youth Feel free to ask questions
1: Don't Mm -hmm. feel
0: shy Mm -hmm. That is a lot of Courageous To go and ask someone Something that you have No idea with And try to get An answer with them That courageous Is very important Be courageous To participate In Curious Potato Series (laughs) (laughs) And ask some questions During Q&A Right (laughs) Yeah um, So I think that will wrap up our talk today. We went a little bit over time, but I think this went pretty well. I've learned a lot. I hope the people at home are also taking notes, and I'm pretty sure everyone here benefited a lot from this too. So why don't we why don't we give them a round of applause before we <laughs> hand <have> it? <them? laughs> uh,